with everything going on at the moment, it would feel odd to just start talking FBL without acknowledging the much more important events and issues being experienced around the world. Rolling straight from the coronavirus lockdown to the Black Lives Matter rallies protesting police violence and systematic racism, this time is one which none of us will ever forget. All we can hope is that we emerge from this time with more understanding and greater empathy towards people from different ethnic backgrounds and with different skin tones. Now, on with our FBL nonsense. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of season 3 of The Three Amigos. I'm your host Don and I'm joined as always by my amigo Mars and my amiga Kylie. Our tradition is to begin our podcast with a brief review of the previous game week with the best score and poem or song format, but this week is obviously different. We've been off the airways for the past couple of months as we, like you, have been waiting for our coronavirus lockdown to end. We returned last week with a great getting to know you episode with Paddy, aka The Fantasy King 2. It was a big hit, and we recommend you check that out. So, Kylie, uh, welcome to our regular FBL podcast re- re-debut, or uh, kind of restart, as the FBL game itself is restarting, so are we on the podcast scene. So, um, how are you keeping? You're, um, you've gotten the cast off, and now you're in your moon boot, am I right? That's right, yes. Uh, good to be back, and I, as of last Friday, the cast was off, and I'm apparently 95% healed, but I now have to learn how to walk again. I've completely... Um, just underestimated how challenging that is. This boot weighs about the same that I do, and I have lost all muscle in that leg. So it's just like a twig that's carrying around a ton. And also, I'm completely misaligned. Like, I, I don't know how to walk. It's very well, Kylie, do you, you're trying to say you weigh a ton. Huh? Did you just say it's a twig carrying around a ton? That's right. Yeah, well, it's, it's nice of you. Slightly long. dramatic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, no, you you'd never be slightly dramatic, Kylie. I get the impression that you probably aren't the greatest patient in the world. Um, no, that's, I'm not. That's, I'm yeah. not. Well, I mean, it's basically my worst nightmare to be completely housebound. Anyway, I mean, before the injury, I was going for three walks a day and doing home workouts and everything. I'm I'm an active person, so yeah. to be completely limited in this way and I I'm also just not I, I don't put myself in a scenario where I'll get injured so I'd never mm. broken anything before so this was life-alteringly dramatic well um, I'm I'm glad you're on the, kind of on the mend from it anyway but um yeah. one man that I know would be probably fairly all right if he was um if he had a broken limb based on the way he told us he prepared for the podcast tonight, where he's basically surrounded himself with all the treats and snacks he could possibly need for the next two hours, <laughs> is Marzi. Uh, Marzi, baby, how are you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. Just ready to rock and roll. That's it, that's it. We're, um, no, broken li- no broken limbs, uh, just, you know, yeah. going along. Good stuff, good stuff. So you're ready to talk some FBL anyway. Um, the there was um, There was great anticipation, I guess, for... For a bit of news from the official FPL um, to do with the game, and of course they did come in with their unlimited transfers um, announcement, which was greeted with um, dismay by some and joy by others. Um, but uh, Kylie, come to you first. What was your kind of initial impression on the unlimited transfers announcement? Look, I I wasn't at all surprised to see it. I I think that many of us thought some kind of ploy like this would uh, come into play just simply because, obviously, the official uh, fantasy uh, fantasy league like they they want to keep their numbers up. They had seven million, you know, minus however many were inactive, um, and obviously that would plummet even further to probably just the really, really active people. Um, So some kind of incentive there to encourage those who may have decided, oh, I can't be bothered playing anymore. Um, You know, it it sort of makes sense. I know that there are a lot of people who are really unhappy about it. I certainly did make changes to my team, maybe not as many as some, um, during the period, and I would have been fine without you know, that happening, I I did have a wild card. But I think we all just have to look at it and go, okay, it is what it is. 
let's just try and, and make this work and just be glad that we have it back. It, it's not something that was necessarily guaranteed to be the case. I just want to enjoy some football. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's similar to the it's the Sky um, Sky Fantasy Football overhaul is the same thing as they do periodically during the season. There's overhaul sections where you can completely change your team, free transfers. So um, I think they're just taking a little bit of a leaf out of their book. Um, but um, Marzi, um, you're pretty much you echoing Kylie's views on um, on that unlimited transfers ruling. Look, I said from the beginning they were never going to please everybody, right? And we just have to remember that we are a small minority in this out of these seven million. And um, I think I think it was the the right move for the game to bring back people in, whether whether mm. people agree with that or not. I'm yeah. not sure. Yep. Um, listen, um, let's kick on with. I want to give a quick update on the standings in the Three Amigos Classic League as we restart. So um, this is the top five for you. It's Luke Warm FC, Luke Burgess's team on 1,828 points. Park Rangers, Matthew Biggs' team is 1,786 points. Glory, Glory, Man United, Francis Mann's team is 1,783. And joint fourth is last of the Logaloads, the Logalode, um on 1,776. And saved by Dibble, that's Jeff Holt's team, um, of course, on, um, on equal points. So well done to all of those, and um, let's kick on with the final game weeks. Um, Marzi, I come to you, and I've been waiting to say this for a couple of months, even though I let you have a rant of the week um, pretty much every day, really. Um, but uh, <laughs> but what's, give, hit us with your rant of the week for the podcast. Well, we just touched on it, and there's, there's, there's a few. So the first one is literally every different person is coming out saying, I think they should do this, I think they should do that. And frankly, it's like the null and voiders. You're only saying what you want because it's best for your team. Uh, if you take the bias away from it, and, I'm, you know, I was one of the first people who said, I'm biased, I don't want null and void, for the obvious reason. You know, I have more respect for you. That's no problem. Uh, and if you said, I'm biased, I want the null and void because I don't want Liverpool to win. That's absolutely fine. Now, with this thing, you know, people are saying, oh, this is the right thing, this is the right thing, it's unfair. It's not your decision. It's a game. There's 7 million-plus players they're going to look after them, after everybody. And no matter what decision they made, it would not have pleased everybody. Then we come to the second one. Bench boost, don't bench boost. Free hit, don't free hit. I can't believe you're buying two Villa. I can't. It's nothing to do with you. Their team, you do what you want. They do what they want. And it's just that simple. Let's just enjoy the last nine games. We're, we're lucky to have football back. It's a tough time. And football takes our minds away from all of this. So just chill and enjoy the game. That's it. Mars out. and chill. Good stuff, yeah. Mersey. Um, the big topics. Um, so we will move swiftly on. Of course, as as we mentioned, it is pretty much all about the strategy at this point of the of the season. Whether we would have this overhaul or not, we've it's all about where where you're going to use these last chips. People who have wild cards, where are they going to make that advantage show? Talk about the people with no wild cards. How would you advise them? So I think we're going to touch on. If you don't have the wild card, but you have a free hit first, yeah. So if 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 so, in that case, you have two choices, right? If I mean, if you didn't have a wild card, you've probably been building up your team over the break, especially if you've been building up your, your team during the break. If you like your team and the look of it for the rest of the games, then using your free hit to attack the double game week is probably one of the most obvious moves that you could do because you have you built your team. You have four teams playing twice, and maybe you could argue, you know, Liverpool-Everton could be tight. You want to see what the teams are doing before, you know, and you don't want to mess up all the good work that you've done so far building your team. So you could, you could free hit. You use your free hit. You, you forget about the unlimited transfers because it doesn't really help you. Because the, re the thing is, without a wild card, if you use the unlimited transfers then you're stuck with that team and you only have the free hit. So you only have one week and it goes back to it. So you have to be really careful. Now, what we know, the rules are, if you do free hit, it will go back to your team as it was at 38. So as it was before the announcement, that's really important. You can't now, just now, between now and next week, do as many transfers as you want, save your team, then free hit and think you're going to get that team back. No. Since they made that announcement, anything that you do, it will go back to the team before. 
and and that we people really need to be careful because there've been a lot of questions about it. Different people understood it different way, and official FPL have tried to explain it. It's really simple. The team now starts since the announcement. If you use the free hit, it will go to the pre-announcement. So whatever transfers that you made during during the lockdown before football started. Okay, so I think if you do not have that wild card, I think free hit will be probably the best choice for you to if you want to attack the double game week. Good stuff. Um, the it is basically the team that you would have ended because they ran the game week, so it's the team you would have ended game week thirty eight with. As exactly. Opposed, yeah, yeah. 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 It, but it that is, is the last yeah. time you could do transfers anyway, because they locked down the game after that. So, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, people now can do transfers, and there've been questions about people saying, "If I do transfers now and save my team, no, it's then the same as click the free hit." Exactly. Yeah. Same as as it always is when you do the um, when you do your free hit. Um, the yeah, no, um, Kylie. Next up, we want to look at those with wildcard and bench boost. So those who did manage to hold on to it. Um, Hold on to both those chips. Um, how would you lead away on the strategy on that one? Yeah, so this will actually be a, a reasonable amount of people, um, certainly I think a reasonable amount of people in the Twitter audience have held on to wildcards and bench boosts. And so there's a very obvious strategy here that has emerged. Um, because we have unlimited transfers, right, uh, we have this unprecedented opportunity of effectively wildcarding, right, with the unlimited transfers and bench boosting in the same game week. That never happens. Usually we would play an actual wildcard and then the following week we would we would bench boost and, and hope all is okay. Um, so where this is really advantageous is it means that regardless of, of what your team currently looks like or, or emerged from the lockdown period looking like, you can attack the double game week in whatever way you choose and focus solely on this game week, make those changes, play your bench boost to try and take advantage of uh, double game week and, and any perhaps good single game week players. Um, and then despite the fact that your team might look look a bit messy for any future game weeks because really, I mean, no one wants to be stuck with like three Villa going forward, uh, particularly with their fixtures. You can play the wild card in game week 31 uh, plus, sorry, 31 plus, and then transform your team into something that's going to get you through the rest of the season. So there's a number of advantages here. The obvious one being that um, you can take advantage of a 15, uh, 15 players, whoever you choose, uh, based on fixtures that look good. Obviously, you can't have 15 double game week players because there's only four teams that have a double, right? So maximum, the maximum there is 12. But, you know, there are other good play, uh, teams that have good fixtures. So you can go, you can take advantage of that. It's looking like the only double game week that we are going to have for the rest of the season. Obviously, there's a caveat to that in that, you know, things could happen as a result of COVID outbreak, you know, players suddenly um, getting more cases and then we have to add more game weeks. Who knows? That's all up in the air. We have no idea. But at this point, we believe that this is the only double game week that's going to happen. So it's an opportune moment to play that bench boost. The other advantage you have is having done that, you do have that wild card to play and you'll be playing that wild card with one extra week of information, which is going to be really valuable because, frankly, we don't know what the hell we're getting into here. We don't have form to play off. We don't have um, statistics that are of any relevance. So we're going in blind, more blind than we've really ever been before because at least at the start of a season when we go in, we've got motivation to trust, if not form to go on. Whereas now, you know, the motivation of some teams could be very questionable after a long break and nothing to play for. So having just one week of information to set yourself up and undo uh, everything that you did for the double game week really puts you in a strong position. So, and then, you know, many of us will, will still have other chips. Some people might still have a triple captain, which they can effectively play in a single game week later in the season. And then there's also the free hit for those who still have that. They can play that later in the season as well. Um, but I think 
the majority of people who do have that wildcard and bench boost are feeling pretty happy about the fact that they can take advantage of each element. You know, they can take advantage of those unlimited transfers as well. Um, you know, unlike people who are free hitting. Um, so, it, you know, I think it's a it's a good strategy if you're in that position. And I think many will be following that. Mm, yeah, no, it, it struck me that the um, coming into a double game week right away, it definitely does give the advantage. As you said, the wild carders will have that extra little bit. They can just go all all guns blazing at the at this double game week, and they'll still be able to adapt then for um, for the future for the running. And um, you know, it's 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 definitely um, definitely advantageous. It'd be interesting to see the ones with bench boost whether or not they do outscore. Um, I know my bench boost this season was a good one um, for a change, but um, it'll be interesting to see what they kind of get with those um, with those players. Um, Marzi, what about yourself? I know you're in the same boat as Kylie in terms of still possessing that wild card. I agree with what Kylie said. Basically, there's no need to, to go over it again. I'll be bench boosting and then put it, and definitely, in fact, I already have my wild card team ready. So I'm just going to attack the double game week. I want to have fun. I wanna, I'm going to attack it. Um, I think I've got 10 or 11 double game week players and then um, just go for it. The one thing I would say is the early kickoff on Wednesday is is crucial for one reason is obviously like you get the Villa and Sheffield United lineup and they are, there are so many enablers. I know Villa are rubbish. Nobody needs to tell me that, but I'm still going to have, uh, I've got Grealish and at the moment I've got uh, Reina and uh, I think Target. Yeah, they're just filling my... I, I, I can't find a better value. Okay, maybe Target, I can switch with Les Ellis or, uh, Les Ellis or whatever, Jamal Lestas from Newcastle. They've got two games you hope for a, for an assist or something. Also, Villa really need to win. They win one game, they're out of the relegation zone. Anything can happen after that. So, you never know. Can I see a nil-nil against Sheffield United? Of course I can, but that's because I have two defenders um, uh, or a defender and a keeper. But I need I need that, you know, we need the leak. Um because Reyna is not nailed, nailed on, so we need the keeper. And also for uh, Lundstrom, for example, people who've had him and uh, have uh, kept him with the value, etc., all of that stuff, uh, we, we, we then can decide if we keep him, if he starts, or if not, you just quickly switch to, to another one, you know? So that's... Uh... Okay, the um, next section was those with, um, with only the triple captain or chipless Mersey. So um, the strategy yeah. for those, they're obviously a bit restrained. Give up. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, I think basically... <laughs> but true. Um, no, it's, it's, look, look, I think you, this is where you really need to look at team with fixtures. And I've been talking about attacking these last nine games. Look. There are many teams that are fighting for things, you know. You could argue Liverpool want to finish in style and get the, you know, either break the record or win the league. So the first few games are very important. Can you imagine winning at Everton or winning it at City, right? Obviously, City, leave that. They've got a double game week. We don't need to talk about them. I think Chelsea have got something to fight for because the other team in form that I think people need to focus on is... Um, uh, United United uh, seem to you know they, they when we stopped United were in form and I can see them catching Chelsea um, and you know you've got Rashford back fit uh, who, who's explosive playing with Bruno who's who's on form um, and then you've got Pogba fit they've got the, the whole team is fit basically right so um, they they're going to come in and they want to get that fourth place or if not reach for Leicester. Leicester have got something to fight for. So that's the top, top four, six. But even at the bottom, you look at teams like at the bottom. Norwich have got two home games. Leicester were, the season before Leicester won the, the Premier League, they were bottom uh, before then, uh, right? And then they won, like, nine, I think, few games in a row. Can Norwich do it? Yes. Do they have good fixtures? Yes. Um, and then you, the team fight, fighting the bottom. The, the teams that I would avoid, look, we, we touched on the, the top and the bottom, really is, is the middle so remove Everton from that because uh, actually before I come to the teams that I avoid, you've got teams that I think are in the wrong position in the league table. Spurs, Everton, even Arsenal. They've got explosive players. You know, Everton were on form and I think they can, they think they can be, they should be high, a lot higher than where they were. Maybe even going for Europe if, if we have European football with the situations that we're in. Spurs definitely will want to put them on, you know, Kane is back, Son is back. These guys for the long run, 
Spurs have got brilliant features. I've got my eye on Kane. I've got my eye on Son. One of them will definitely be in my, in my wildcard team post 31-32. Um, the other team for me is Arsenal. Again, they probably think they should be higher. Now, all right, they, they might struggle with because I think... That, actually, you know, when we stopped, their defence was doing quite well. And if uh, Aubameyang fires, then they could do. So these teams were explosive strikers. The ones where I think would struggle are the ones in the middle that don't have a lot to play for. And I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but Burnley are safe. Southampton are safe. Pretty much these teams. I mean, look, they might prove me wrong, but I'm, ta- you know, I'm going for Norwich, uh, Norwich players because of their fixtures against Southampton and Everton at home because Norwich still have a chance. So if you're not, and Norwich have also some good fixtures. If Norwich win the first two, then as I, as an FPL player, will think, right, they will be really hungry and they will want to go and try and um, stay up. So I would look at their players because they're also cheap. That's the other point. Aaron's is 4.3. Uh, uh, Cantwell, 4.7. So they can fill your team up and you still have explosive players. So the po- I'll come back to the first point because maybe I, I uh, went off too much. If you don't have a free hit or a wild card, you really need to think of the long term and look at the fixtures. Look at the teams that have those fixtures and there's loads of them, like we, I mentioned United, Spurs, etc. And you pick those players. You do not just focus on game week 30, uh, even if it's a double game week. Yeah, good stuff, Mersey. Pretty much if you don't have a wild card, you need to treat this week and this overhaul um, unlimited transfers as your wild card week um, and set yourself up for, um, for it from there. But uh, the next next up, folks, uh, section two is basically our player hit list. So we're going to get down into pretty much focusing on those game week 30 plus players, um, as Kylie correctly called it earlier on. Um, so um, the double game week players are going to start off first. Kylie, you're going to look after Sheffield United and Arsenal. There's a few kind of interesting options there. Um, like of these players, they obviously have the double game week in game week 30 questionable in some ways going forward I believe maybe with Sheffield United in particular um, and uh, but who would you be kind of looking at from those two teams do you know it's really funny I kind of alluded to this earlier but um, as someone who looks closely at the numbers in in any given week I mean I do go based on gut okay but it would be what I would call an informed gut uh, sort of decision um, Whereas, you know, we are in this situation where we can look at this this data, but it's historic. It's, it's like looking at last season's data, right? So, um, you know, we can look at all of this sort of stuff, but then ultimately we're making decisions based on who we feel has a chance of getting us points, who maybe has a good fixture and who's probably more likely to play um, guaranteed minutes than not. Uh, the, uh, the benefit with Sheffield is that I suppose the majority of us will be focusing Sheffield on United, Kylie. We don't want to upset the, the, their fans. Remember, Sheffield okay, United. Right. <laughs> well, I, do you know what? I'm Australian living in Ireland. I'm not based in the UK. There's one of them in the Premier League at the moment. So I'm sorry, Sheffield United. But they do not need to get their knickers in a twist over that. They can just be like, oh, she's a random Aussie who knows nothing. Whatever. So... Um, the majority of people will be focused on defence. Obviously, their defence has been really the, the the strength that they've had this season. And a lot of us have done really well. Uh, Lundstrom being who he is um, has, has been a gift to many of us throughout. But there's a lot of gems in there. And I think particularly people who are bench boosting will be quite excited to, to fill up their defence with some of these players. So... You know, consensus is probably that everyone's going to have a minimum of two defensive assets, possibly three for some, and we'll get to that in a second. I think we'll start quickly with Henderson. In He's their goalkeeper extraordinaire. Um, he's a good pick for, for free hitters and for those who are uh, wildcarding in game week 31+. plus. Not so much for anyone else, uh, and that's simply because in 31+, plus. I hate saying that. That plus is really annoying, but whatever. The following game week, uh, he is playing um, – Sheffield United are playing 
Manchester United, which is his parent club. So um, he will not be able to play in that fixture. So it's just something that you need to bear in mind. But for those who are in a position where they're only focusing on building their team for this one game week, he's certainly an option. He's been a real standout for them. 10 clean sheets. He also has a penalty save. He's made 70 save points at 70 saves. Now, that's nowhere near the the top in terms of saves for goalkeepers, but it's still a respectable amount. um, And he's certainly gone up extraordinarily in price. He's 5.3 now. What I would probably say on him is that if you're one of these people who had him from early, then you had value tied up in him. I wouldn't be overly concerned about value at this stage, but if you've got him cheap already, then I, you know, I think he's worth having in your team uh, for this game week. I think it's probably very different position if you are not one of those existing owners, because at 5.3, I'd argue that you're better off spending that money on one of the more expensive Sheffield United defenders, um, and that is one of their two sort of more attacking defenders. So that's Baldock at 5.1 or Stevens at 5.2. So Baldock has two goals and four assists, and Stevens has two goals and two assists, although it's worth noting that uh, Ender Stevens does have the greater goal threat of the two. But I do believe that There are some concerns that maybe because of the congested fixture period, he might be slightly prone to some rotation. They they are really rock solid in terms of their minutes, right? You know, that is something that has been really secure. But I do believe that unlike the rest of the defensive line there, there is a, a player who could come in and sort of do a job in his position. So just something to be aware of. But because of their threat, I do think that they're better value for money than going for Henderson unless you've already got him. We've, of course, got the cheapies then. Um, O'Connell at 4.7, Egan at 4.6. There's also Basham at 4.6 as well, though I do prefer O'Connell or Egan. Um, They're really cheap options. They don't have the threat. I think Egan has an assist. O'Connell has no attacking returns. But they are cheap, and particularly those on a bench boost, that's really great uh, to to pad out and potentially get some returns because their fixtures are so good. It's Villa and Newcastle away, though away is sort of questionably meaningful given the empty stands situation. Um, But there's genuine potential for for clean sheets there. Maybe not so much the Villa one because I I do think Villa need to, to, to score, but They've got the best combination of fixtures of these double game weekers. So going strong on defence absolutely absolutely makes sense, particularly as they're the strongest defence of the four teams that have a double game week. And then I guess the final point on Sheffield United is attack. There's not a lot of tempting options there. This is not a team that score a lot of goals. Fleck would be the only one that I personally would consider. He's five million in midfield. He's got five goals and two assists, which is really respectable for that price. He plays every minute that he's available. Side note, two of those goals he scored against Villa in the last match that they played earlier in the season. So a repeat, perchance? Who knows? Um, I think if you're looking for cheap midfield player, um, he's a good choice if you don't want to go hardcore triple uh, Sheffield United defence. Um, so they would be the only ones that I would consider. There's too much rotation with any of the other attacking players, I think, and they don't have the returns to justify it. Obviously, the other one uh, to talk about here is Arsenal. So the big talking point is, of course, Aubameyang. He's the, the main player that's going to be of interest to people. Um There's lots of chatter at the moment about his future and whether that's going to have an impact on how he plays. Who knows? To be honest, there are so many unknowns and I'm not going to pay too much attention to that. I really think that it's for me anyway, in the context of my mini league, far too much of an unnecessary risk to go without him, particularly because we have unlimited transfers. So where I would have struggled to get him in without those, just because it would have mean, meant rejigging. I'm not in that situation because of the unlimited transfers, so he's just going to go in. He's 11.1 million. Uh, he has 17 goals and three, three assists this season so far. Nine of those goals and two assists away, so I wouldn't be overly concerned about his away performance. 
Um, again, you know, how much meaning there is behind that, who knows. But um, I guess what I would say is that the home crowd advantage, you know, hasn't been a major impact in terms of how he's played this season. Um, even with their short turnaround, and they do have a short turnaround between games, I'd still expect him to play. I think he's their key player, and I think it's probably unnecessary to go without him. So there's not too much that I'd say on him. Um, the only other one that I would personally consider a, a really good option as opposed to a punt would be Leno at the other end of the field. I probably didn't pay too much attention to him throughout this season, but actually I think he's really worthy of consideration for this game week. Um, since Arteta came in, there has been defensive improvement in um, in Arsenal. You know, less of the jokes we would have cracked uh, about how they defended historically. They're not super convincing still, right? And I mean, I, I believe they lost... Uh, They conceded three goals tonight to Brentford in their friendly. So it's not like they're superstars there. But Leno has been really strong. So he's still got seven clean sheets and critically 104 saves. So that's 34 saves more than uh, everyone's darling uh, Henderson. So he's cheaper as well. He's five million. I think he could really rack up a few saves versus City, um, assuming they've got their shooting boots on. And then, of course, there's the potential for a clean sheet against Brighton. So here's one I'd consider. Beyond that, we've a whole stack of punts, if you're feeling that way inclined. There's Lacazette. He has a bit of form in the friendlies. He did score in that match today. Um, And he scored in his previous two appearances for Arsenal before the break. But bear in mind, that was over the course of two games with a collective 36 minutes in total. So there's serious risk there. Pepe is another risky one. He also had some form before the break, um, but he's been super inconsistent and really hasn't delivered on his promise to the degree that we would have hoped. And then finally, there's a lot of people talking about Ozil. And I'm really, look, no, not for me. I'm sorry. And the defence, I would also say no. I think maybe you might be inclined to a punt on Bellerin, but if I was going to go for defence, I would keep it exclusively at Leno and nothing else. I think Leno and Aubameyang are the only ones for me. Mm, yeah, no, um, uh, Pepe interests me to some to some extent, but um, but yeah, Aubameyang, uh, Aubameyang is going to have hard one to leave out of the draft that I'm doing up at the moment. I haven't actually hit and confirm on any on any draft yet. I've taken screenshots, but I haven't actually gone for any because I'm a um, I was happy enough with my team beforehand, and I have a decent number of double game week players. But there's no way I'm going to leave um, leave this unlimited transfers without making some moves. The annoying thing, the annoying thing with Arsenal, the annoying thing with Arsenal is just so many talented kids, and they are cheap. You just don't know who's going to play. That's the annoying. So I, I, it's a tease, right? It's such a tease. It is, it is a tease because Maitland Niles is good and cheap. Uh, Saka good and cheap. Willock, all of them, really good. Um, and the problem is the expensive ones have not have not been great. <laughs> That's the issue. They, <laughs> the, the Arsenal you know? players, the Arsenal players fit in well, and same with the Villa players outside of Grealish. They fit in fine if you're doing a bench boost team for thirty, because there are ones you'll be, but you're not really going to play any of them. You know them cheap guys there. I'm not particularly confident about putting them in my starting eleven, um, but I'd be happy enough having them on my bench in a bench boost because you know they're they're cheap and cheerful and they play. But um, yeah, Arsenal are the they're the definitive um, t- strip. Or I was going to say strip tease, but we'll just go, we'll just leave it at tease. <laughs> team, <laughs> team of the league. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the singles not to ignore. Actually, Mano Marzi, we've actually come to you first. Sorry, Man City and Villa. I almost forgot about the um, the also run yeah. in the Premier League yeah. this year. Yeah. <clears throat> Look, I uh, I'm sure nobody will be uh, surprised when I say I'm not going to go into as much uh, stats details as Kylie did. <laughs> Um, look, everybody knows about the Pep Roulette, but let me switch it this way. The fact that there's five subs, we might have players starting more because then they start and then he can take take them off, take more players off, so these players can, can start the next game. He likes rhythm, so maybe he'll want to get his, strong, his strongest team. And also, maybe they don't want to give the title to Liverpool. You know, like we haven't thought about it. We don't know if there's... At the moment, there is a... Um, like a... Uh, uh, what's the word? A date in the diary for um, 
uh, Europe for the Champions League, but nothing confirmed. And the other thing is the, the FA Cup, which I think they, they'll be absolutely fine, but it's, it's for a few weeks later. So, uh, look, I'm, I'm not going to... I think... Uh, you need if you're if you are doing your uh, unlimited transfers, you need um, your um, three city players, um, and you have to decide what do you want to do. Do you want to go uh, with three attackers, or do you want the security of a clean sheet? Because they're playing Burnley at home again. I'll just mention Barnes is is that injured, although Rodriguez and um, uh, what's his name, the other dude uh, up front. Uh, God, I can't Wood. even remember. Wood, thank you. Thank you. They, you know, they, they're more, more than capable uh, of scoring. See, look, we all know about the pepper net. So <clears throat> I think the fact that there is going to be five subs could work in our advantage somehow. Uh, maybe the fact that he can sub more players off uh, means that they can have longer time. I don't know. And then, you're, you're, you know, instead of a player missing or not starting both games, they can come off earlier. So the explosive players... You know, your Agueros, your Mares, your Sterling could start and, and play both games. But look, there's no point double-guessing them. So you have to decide on, on your tactic with City and go for it. You can go with um, three attackers and there's plenty of choice. You've got Mares, Sterling, KDB, um, Aguero, even Silvers. Or you can decide to go, right, well, you know, I want the security of starters. So Edison is probably the most secure player. I did look at Laporte because he loves double game weeks. But again, he's just coming back from an injury. Will he play both games? I don't know. Um, so you've got, you know, you could go with Edison and, and two attackers. Uh, I fancy, I prefer the three attackers as there's, there's cheaper keepers. Um, you know, see, the thing is with Pep, and talking about the, the, the rotation quickly, is they probably don't want Liverpool to win. And they definitely don't want Liverpool to, to get to City with a chance to winning. So maybe they want to win those games. And, and, and hope that Liverpool slip up so it delays that title. He likes getting his players in, in, in a rhythm. Um, so let's see. And, you know, obviously in, in the future, um, you monitor what he's doing. And if people like Foden and other youngsters, by, by any miracle, get in a chance, they cheap players to get you in a, in a team that scores a lot of goals. But I think if you are doing unlimited transfers or doing free hit, you, City need to, to have, um, you need to have three City players. It's as simple as that. Now on to Villa. The obvious one is obviously Grealish. I think he's a must. He's been on, in form. Um, their best player by far. Um, probably one of the most informed players in, in the league as well, you can argue. Um, and I think, you know, Villa have these... They've got two, two home games. And if they have any chance of, of survival, it, they really go for it, especially the one against Sheffield United to start with. Um, I know with without fans, the home advantage um, is out the window. We've seen that in the in the Bundesliga. If you've been following that or reading about it, but I just think they have this this chance of playing twice at home, fans or no fans, and maybe play. Uh, you know, it just depends how ready Sheffield United or Hungary and and especially Chelsea. I did mention Chelsea. I, I do think Chelsea will, will get caught for for uh, for the race for that fourth place. So it depends what happens with City, but. Villa are not going to score a lot of goals, so Grealish, playmaker, etc. McGinn is coming back from injury. I don't know how fit he's going to be. Um, so this is what I've seen him in some teams, one to monitor. Um, then you, I've seen Samata. I mean, listen, he's, he's a good player, but I think there's at least 10 better forwards in the double game week. That's in, that includes single game week players that I would go ahead uh, than Samata. Just because the fact I, don't, I can't see Villa scoring too many goals... They really need to keep it tight at the back. And I'm not saying that because I have some <laughs> Villa defenders, but they've been awful. So hopefully in this break, they've kind of regrouped and, and you know, they, the players have rested and they're fit. So, again, if you want security of starters and you want cheap, you've got Mings, um, maybe Target. And then we need to figure out, you know, I'm hearing from some Villa fans that maybe Reina is not as guaranteed as we think. Nyland is cheaper. Can we, if we find that, early leagues for the, before the deadline. Those are the players that I would look at. Villa is more, nothing more than a filler, by the way, for your team. And definitely, if you do have the wild card and, um, and the, the bench boost, it's good to have those, those extra players. Um, there's not many players around that price that, that have good games, but I wouldn't say they are a must. They're just fillers. Villa, filler. That's the podcast name sorted, Mersey. <laughs> I, I was... So I'm going to jump in there and say the same thing. I'm like, filler, filler. 
Something about Marcy's voice, Kylie. It's just like lyrical. It's like lyrical master. It's so musical. Yeah. Um, I, I had to laugh there because when Marcy was talking about um, how Villa defense might have improved over the break, you know, like they might <laughs> have trained or something. And I'm like, like learned, they've suddenly learned how to defend. They haven't conceded uh, in about eight weeks, Kylie. I don't like it's. it's... So they've forgotten. Well, you know, they might, they might have. Learned, <laughs> I was gonna say, I, I was gonna say they might have had some team bonding, but they couldn't because of the social distancing. Right. <laughs> so is social distancing actually going to yield an improvement in Villa's defense? <laughs> Did it require a lockdown? Look, I'm, 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 I'm hoping here, yeah. I'm hoping because I do have at the moment Reina on target. You know, I'll take an assist. I'll take an assist from target and a pen save yeah, from Reina. I'll be happy. That, it's, it's a definition trying to talk yourself into something, though, thinking that they might have they might have improved over the break. Honestly, <laughs> the, way, the way I did the, the way I did it, just just the, the way I did it, and because people have talked about Villa not Villa, I pick the players that I want first, then I fill the rest. I did not go. I want Villa players. No. I went for Aguero, Sterling, KDB, uh, Aubameyang, these yeah. guys that I wanted first. And then I saw the gaps. And then I realized, we'll, we'll touch on single game week players, mm. but there's not many at that price that entice me yeah. that much. I mentioned Jamal. We'll touch on him later when we, when we come to that. But there's not many. And definitely no keepers. So mm. why yeah, not I'd just agree. have a playing, a playing second keeper? For your bench boost, like that's that's what you're doing at first, isn't it? So it's like the, it makes exactly all the logical sense in the world. As I said earlier on, it's these players are the kind of ones, the Villa players, and like these cheaper options. They're not ones you're going to be putting in particularly to your lineup, but for your bench boost, why not? Um, why not have a double game week, Reina in there if he if he does play? Um, of course, now next we have to move on to singles not to ignore. Now, you mentioned um, a couple of them earlier on, but um, there, there is a few. I mean, I know that uh, Fernandez from uh, Man United is one that I am definitely keeping my eye on, and I might well have him in this, uh, this after I do my overhaul. But um, come to you, Kylie, first on it. Um, give us some singles not to ignore. Well, I think there's loads of exciting players going forward that will feature in my wildcard team, but there's probably three teams that I think are standout, interesting teams to look at as far as single game weeks go for 30-plus. So two of them I will touch on, um, and that's Chelsea, first and foremost, because they're playing uh, Villa, the supreme lockdown defenders, um, according to Mars. Uh, I, I, look, it's a great fixture um, for, for Chelsea. There's a couple of options there that I would call like wish list. Maybe it's wistful thinking, like I would love to bring Alonso in for that fixture, right? Because he is, well, he's Alonso. He's so exciting to have in your team. It's a super fixture for Chelsea. Talking about Alonso, and, the player, or Alonso, the good-looking guy here? I'm just, you know, is it the looks or the, or the skills? No, I'm, I'm a shrewd girl. We know that. But um, it's, no, I, I mean, I love Alonso going way back because I was a very early adopter of Alonso when he first broke out for Chelsea. Um, and very few people had him, and I was cleaning up the point. So I, there is a nostalgia thing there. But it, it's also just because he's such an attacking player, and he did actually leave off um, in ridiculous form before the break. So he played 90 minutes in the, the final three matches, and he scored three goals in two games, which is so Alonso to do. Um, but he wasn't playing for the eight weeks prior to that. So that is the thing about it. it it's so punty. And I guess part of the risk there is that you'd love to think he would play, but Chelsea have so many options. They have so many people back from injury. So that's part of the risk. And also because the thing to remember is with your single game week players for this game week, you will not have a press conference. So we actually won't know. Not that they're always super helpful in giving us an indication of who's going to play, but we really will not know in this instance. So you're going in a little bit blind. But I would say he's the kind of player that I would love to have. Um, More realistically in terms of Chelsea, I think, um, you know, if you look at their team and if you can kind of pinpoint – which is challenging because, again, they have so many options back from injury. But, you know, whether it's a Tammy or a Mount or someone, um, 
I think that they could really do well in that fixture against Villa because, uh, again, Villa's defence is a bit crap. Um, the other team that have a standout fixture for that game week, or, or one of them, um, is Wolves. And Wolves are one of those ones where, you know, if you're not, uh, if you don't have a wild card or a free hit and you're having to do this hardcore unlimited transfers thing, like go all in on Wolves. They've still got motivation. They have incredible fixtures and they've got a lot of top players that are, are great assets to have in your team. So I would, I would absolutely be looking at them no matter what the circumstances are for you. Um, but as single game weekers, they're playing West Ham. I would totally be looking at them. Jimenez is just a maestro. We love him. He's got 13 goals and six assists. He's 8.1, so he's still really good value. That might be maybe a little bit expensive for some people um, just because they're probably loading up on premiums from City plus Aubameyang. So maybe him as the, the third striker might be a bit of a, a squeeze. But if you're filling up otherwise with some of those cheaper Villa or Sheffield United players or, you know, Lascelles from um, Newcastle, you might get away with it. But I would absolutely consider him. And the other one that I really love is Doherty. He's still in my team, actually. Both of them are. Um, Doherty is a bit rotation prone, to be fair, in that, you know, he he's absolutely first choice. But during fixture congestion, he does tend to get a rest. But... Um, He's also in good form. He's got four goals, five assists, seven clean sheets. He's so attacking. He's always there, thereabouts. And, uh, you know, I think this is the kind of game where he could do really well. And if you're fancying a punt on a single game week player and, and you have the money, I think that those are the kind of players that you could think about because they are players who 100% have the ability to outscore Many of the double game weekers, even in a single game week. And I mean, if you're looking at some of those kind of Ozil people and everything, I know they've got two games, but, you know, maybe it's worth putting some of your money in known and trusted assets for a single uh, that have a single game week who might otherwise be overlooked. I think Marzi has a few suggestions as well. Yeah, just a couple of things. First on Alonso, I, I agree with you. I think he's exciting. However, I don't... You know, the thing is with single game weekers, you have to be certain they are starters for their team. And I can't say Alonso is because you've got Azbelicueta and Reese James. And we just don't know. That, and that's the issue. Um, you know, obviously, with, with, with the double game we play, you can risk him not playing one game and it's not a disaster. But if you play in your bench boost and you want single game week players, you want to make sure they are like the stars of that team, in my opinion, obviously. I, and, and I could be wrong, and we might still even get it wrong sometimes, right? Ah, well, there so, was a massive disclaimer there. So, I mean, yeah, like, he's he's 100% a risk, for sure. Yeah, cool, yeah. But a punt is what I would have said. Yes, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. He's he's definitely one of those that could just, you know, get get that hat-trick that, uh, you, or, or get, like, um, you know, double-digit hole uh, out of nowhere. Um, the one that scares me, uh, the team that scares me is Wolves. Like you said, I'm just hoping West Ham all that for, for, for that one game. Just because, like you said, good players, but they're pricey. So that's the problem. And, you know, I, I would love to have Jimenez, but I think I want Aguero and Aubameyang over him. You see, so so I had to make that, that choice. But he'll be back in my wildcard team. Uh, one team that I mentioned when I was talking earlier is, is, is Norwich. And the good thing with Norwich is, again, they are cheap players. Look, we know we, we talked about the home advantage, but uh, that is out of the window, potentially. Norwich have, uh, <clears throat> again, their team is, most teams are fully fit, but they, they, they're back to, if you think about the start of the season, that's where I see Norwich at. They now have a chance. They have absolutely nothing to lose. They need to go out and do it. And I just think that they have uh, some fixtures uh, uh, coming up, especially the first one on in in, uh, in game week thirty plus. Can we just stop the plus? By the way, we just between us, we just stop the plus in it. Like it doesn't. Oh my god! So annoying. Okay, that's that's the rule from now on. We're leaving it out. Okay. It's just ruins yeah. your rhythm. And, uh, like I, just, I feel like I forget what I'm talking about when yeah, I have to be yeah. like plus. Like, oh, thirty plus. Come on, we just know it's thirty. Okay. So Southampton. Um, I just think again, it's nothing against Southampton, but I think it's a perfect chance for Norwich to get that home win and give them that spring that they can use. So yeah, I have uh, you know you, you've got 
Aaron's was great, exciting, attacking player. Um, obviously, pretty boy Todd. You got Pookie, uh, who could, you know, again at the start of the season he was on fire. So if if we think about this as a like, you know, okay, we're going back. Imagine there's a big break and you now start in like the first period. Well, the hope is that they they do that. Um, and I think the other teams um, Carly touched on, you know, obviously there's Leicester, but I, I don't fancy their, their, their game that much right now um, for, for game week 30. And United is one of those teams where, you know, I think um, it, it, it's, it's definitely interesting for those guys that, are, that do not have the, the wild card and free hit because their picture in 30 might not be the most enticing, although I think it could be one. I just I love I love the you know the the Rashford Fernandez um, combination or the potential of that combination. Uh, you've got even Martial uh, Pogba if you fan, if you, if you really want to go something uh, you know Maverick. Um, also their defense potentially would would, would would thinking about the long term run. But I do think yeah you know um, you can afford to skip those because of that fixture. Tottenham United is a bit of an awkward fixture. But if you do want for the long term, then absolutely United, I think, one you can visit. And I think that's that covers pretty much all the single game week players that I think worthy of uh, considering. Good stuff. Um, the next topic we have is, of course, our listener questions. Um, now, they're pretty much this week, I believe, Mersey, are they all kind of covering pretty much what we've what we've touched on on the rest of the podcast? Or is there any kind of different ones that you want to throw at us? Uh, the there's a couple. Um, so we've got uh, FBL uh, Dave um, Claire, so mate Dave FBL Beer Club. Um, so he's he's ba- he, you know he's he's going he's basically saying a statement. Use free hit to load up on squad 100% full of doublers or save it for the last game week. That's his that's his question. So would you use the free hit now or would you save it for the last game week? So I've seen, um, let me add to the context, there's a lot of discussion about free hit being good for the last game week because all of them start at the same time and you could get early news and you know which teams are playing for what and you could have a, you know, you could attack it. Um, I'll let you guys see, what do you guys think? And then I'll, I'll share my view. Um, well, that's likely what I'll hold on to my free hit for is the last game week. But um, if I had bench boost, I'd probably pay it this week and or else maybe the triple captainship. I'm not really sure. But uh, free hit, no, it makes sense to have it in the last week. I personally wouldn't use a free hit this week um, unless unless my team was absolutely set up beautifully. And it would be my, you know, what you guys are describing to be the perfect wildcard team for a 31 on. Um, and if, if my team was perfect for that, but wasn't set up at all well for the double game week, um, that's the only real reason I would use free hit in, in game week 30. Um, but that's probably the way I'm looking to play it, yeah. Kylie, what about you? Okay, I would say there's pros and cons. Um, so my preference personally, because I am following the um, user limited transfers, and uh, bench boost and then wildcard scenario. I'm very happy to do that and, and you know, leave the, the free hit until later. Um, I think absolutely there's an advantage if you're in a position to be able to do that, to make the most of, um, you know, a flexible team come the last game week because we know that so much is set in stone. We can see a lot of youngsters. And if you're able to get team news, then, you know, you can make a lot of really helpful changes to your team. So you can absolutely take advantage. Of course, there's also risks because, you know, we don't know what the circumstances are going to be. Football is starting back up. But um, will we make it all the way to the end of the season? The reality is that we don't know. So what if you never get to use it? You know, this kind of logic can apply. I think if you can hold out that long, brilliant, do it. And if you're in a comfortable enough position right now with your team, where whatever your strategy is, you don't need to use the free hit, then go ahead with that. Um, free hit makes sense this game week for a lot of people because they haven't got another way of going for the double game week and getting out of it. So if you're not yeah. in that position, you know. Yeah, so I, I agree with what you guys said. For me, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, of course, if you don't use it this game week, there's actually quite a few game weeks where the games start together. So from 33 onwards, 33 uh, 34, yeah, all of them, 
all the games start at the same time. So that argument that they all start at the same time in the last game week is not in normal times, yes. But from 33 onwards, you have all the teams starting at the same time. So you could get, if you do get the leaked um, team sheet, you you have the chance to for all of them and to change it around. The other thing is I, I see some game weeks where there's some really, really good fixtures. Like just quickly looking at 33, Chelsea playing Watford, Liverpool playing Villa, United playing Bournemouth, all at home. Um, City, Southampton away, uh, Spurs, Everton. There's, you know, it's uh, such juicy fixtures that if I don't have any, you know, if I still have the free hit, I could consider playing it in an early fixture. So I think, you know, it, it, it depends on on your setup and it depends on how, like you said, how long can you hold the free hit for. There is no pros, uh, no, no right or wrong. It really depends on 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 your team and and how how you want to attack it. So hopefully and. Uh, His uh, second question is uh, who to captain, but maybe we'll leave that until our captain section. Mm, yeah. yeah, cool. Cool. Uh, our friend Jimmy Mac and Cheese at Claret FPL. Um, yeah, he asked about Johnson's cock up and he said if that takes an hour, it might, mean, might take three hours to be fair. So we'll skip that one. We'll stick to FPL. And. <laughs> Yeah, let's move on. Um, what is the biggest piece of normal FBO wisdom that you think will go out the window after the restart? I think it's a good question. Ladies first. Only because Don doesn't have a clue and he wants to think. Yes, so do I. <laughs> so I'll, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. If you want, I can start. Yes, we touched please. On it. We touched on it earlier. I think uh, the home versus away fixture, I think you need to, we need to see in the first few game weeks how that plan, there's not a lot of game weeks, but I want to monitor the first two or three game weeks. A couple of things that the home and away fixtures, does it, does it matter really? Or is it more about actually literally the, the fixture itself? So who are City playing? Who are Liverpool playing? Because there is no that intimidating atmosphere, uh, whether it's Norwich or Sheffield United or you know, Everton fans, etc. And the other one is what, how are players playing um, without fans? So having the no fans. So again, it's, it comes to, you know, can they perform under pressure or is it that, again, the, the, it, it's part of the home and away element. Does it really matter now? There's no fans. So can these players uh, revel under, with, with that? So for me, I think it's looking at the, fi looking at the fixtures. When we say form of a fixture, we don't have form. So now it's fixtures. You just stole my one there. Um, yeah, 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 like, yeah. He's supposed, to do, no, he's supposed to do one and he does like 47. Yeah. So mine was going to be... <laughs> hey, hey, I only did 45. Whatever. So um, mine there was going to be initially anyway um, this idea that, you know, we don't have form. So it's something that I alluded to before. Um, fixtures we can look at. Uh, we're used to questioning motivation at this point of a season anyway, but we usually have some kind of indicator in terms of recent form, and that is very much meaningless now. In a few weeks, we'll have something to go by, and, and, and so that's kind of business as usual to a degree. But for this first couple of weeks, it's, it's going to be different um, in terms of, of how we make those decisions and, and what we prioritise when choosing players because we just do not have that yardstick to go by. Mm. Yeah, motivation was Don't the one I was. Your, uh, well, motivation yeah, was the one. To think. Yeah, motivation was the one I was thinking of because it's there is a there is an awful lot of players who even even in normal circumstances as the season winds down, if there isn't a whole lot played for position wise, we do generally kind of start veering away from those players. But I think there might be some other players that we that we may that we may be thinking will have something to play for or some motivation, but I think we have to consider that they are playing in in very strange circumstances in a pandemic that maybe their heart isn't in it and they're more more talk, thinking about getting home to their families, say in South America or something like that, where they mightn't have seen their families for through all this and they might just be looking forward to really just wrapping up the season, being able to get home and, you know, being with them. So I think that a lot of players, I don't, and maybe the quiet stadiums, they, I think we'll see fairly, fairly quickly 
the players that kind of want to be there and the ones that that don't. Um, but uh, whether that's any wisdom or not, I don't know. But I know that motivation is one, and we're always looking for the players that are on the beach. But um, I think that there could be a different phrase we might have to make up for the end of this season. Mm. Cool. I agree with all of that. Right. Uh, my man, Morpheus Fire, at Morpheus Fire, he says, when are, where are we going for Shishen Chill to celebrate lockdown ending fully in November 2021? Um, Murphy's <laughs> Murphy's so Irish depressing. bar in Camden. <laughs> Murphy's Irish bar in Camden, yeah? Cool. <laughs> it's going to happen for sure, man. We're going to make it happen, aren't we, Don? With Defo, Defo, yeah. We're no, going to make I'm, it I'm happen. really looking forward to that, yeah. For sure, for sure. And I think uh, one last question. FBL Addict, FIFA Wallet says, Hi guys, long time. I've missed you a lot. We've missed you too, mate. We're glad to be back. Quick question for you. What will happen for the head-to-head? So, it's something that I didn't know about and I run a head-to-head with my mates. Uh, so, I looked into it and there's actually an announcement. Uh, so, the head-to-head leagues have stopped as of game week 38. So, there's no more head-to-head. And what what does, what official uh, uh, announcement have said that you can start a new head-to-head league um, for the last nine games. What I'm doing with my mates, as there's only 20 of us or something like that in the league, is we're just going to add the points. So basically with the head-to-head, I don't know if you guys have played a lot of head-to-head, you get three points for a win. I'm I'm winning my head-to-head. Okay, so there we go. (laughs) I wasn't sure. Yeah, so what we're going to do is we're just going to add, you know, and and it's something that we can probably monitor, uh, yeah, just look at the, the scores of the week and somebody would have to do it, but that's fine. Um, yeah, I think that's what we're going to do for the nine games because obviously it's, it's, it's a money one, so we don't want to, we don't want to, I don't think it should stop now. But yeah, if, if obviously if it's a huge head to head league, then you need to decide, I would say, uh, I would say curtail it and, uh, you know, take, take the, the standings as it is now. No null and void. That's not allowed. That's it. Over to you, Don. Nice one, Mersey. Um, the final section of our show, of course, is where we pick our captain picks. If I have Aguero, I probably will go Aguero. But um, personally, for me, I'd probably go with um, I, Salah against Everton. I, do, I, I, I just feel like it. But I, but I don't know. There's, there's a lot of logic behind a Man City captain pick. Uh, Kylie, how about yourself? Who are you likely to be captaining in um, when you do finalise that team? Uh, it's probably like 95% likely to be a a city, probably higher percentage even, a a city player. Um, Which of the three, I will be going triple city attack in all likelihood. Uh, Which of the three is is a question um, for me. I mean, KDB is obviously always an option, but I do think... He's looking a bit overweight, Kylie, I think. Right. I know. A few too many cupcakes is my concern. Uh, He's been a legend for me this season, but um, all the pastries make me wonder. So, and I think it's hard to look past Aguero when he's in your team, even if he doesn't get a huge amount of minutes. But as Marzi said earlier, I mean, in the case of Aguero, it, it could be to an advantage that there are extra subs. I mean, theoretically, he could play maybe 60 minutes in each um, and comfortably get subbed then. And to be honest, like, I'd be happy with that. Um, you know, given what he's capable of and given the fact that we've no guarantees about anybody's minutes. So, yeah, I think I'm just going to have fun with it and go for an explosive player, probably Aguero. Uh, how about yourself, Mers? Yeah, I think, look, the one thing that I would advise is pick um, two different players from two different teams. What you don't want to happen is you pick two City players and they both subbed the first game or they don't start. Um, so I would say make sure that if your captain is a risky one like Aguero, whether as much as we love it, it's going to be a risky pick because Jesus is there and also because of Pep. Aubameyang <clears throat> could be the the certain one. However, some people are saying because uh, Arsenal are playing twice in four days or whatever, I can't see it. I think Aubameyang is their best player, but we don't know, right? My, my, my advice is pick a uh, captain and vice captain from two different teams and yes I'll be going Aguero at the moment I'm an Aguero captain and Obama and vice um, incidentally one quick question before we end is on your guys you guys are obviously doing your own limited transfers this week and you're doing your bench boost but 
are you actually taking out your Liverpool players for this week or are you going to leave them in? I'm keeping Trent. I'm keeping Same. Trent, so Mo's gone. Mo or Mo's Mane? Mo's gone. Mo, uh, Mo, I, had, uh, I think I had Mo. I can't remember, actually. I think <laughs> I had Mo. No, I had Trent, Van Dijk and one, and I think it was Mo because mm. oh, Mane was injured was the, and I never brought him back. That was the combo that I had. Uh, yeah. Was Now, I haven't made any transfers yet, um, but Van Dijk and Mo are going. Yeah, yeah. it'll be and interesting. W- one of them will come back. So one of the trying to stay in, I think, until I see a, a, a change in Liverpool, where they, you know, resting, whatever. Because win-backs, from what we, again, I have not been watching the Bundesliga, but you hear and you read stuff. And it sounds like the wing-backs are rotation risk, which makes sense because they're running a lot, right? And they haven't played for a while. And also, you know, Liverpool, we know clubs sometimes will, will rest Trent. And also you've got young players that if if and when the league is, is sewn up, they will they should hopefully get a game. But until then, Trent will remain in, in, in the team. And I think uh, I'll go with either Mane or Salah, to be honest. I'm probably going to go with Mane. And I'll have two Liverpool players until they, they start, you know, messing about with the team. It's likely to be my plan as well. Mane's cheaper at the moment. So, you know, he's an easier one to get back in. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Um, that's all we got time for in tonight's show. We have been Mars. You can find at Mars05, Kylie. You can find at Kylie FBL myself. You can find at the Marble Curse, and of course, make sure you're following our group account at Three Amigos FBL. Thanks as always for listening and your continued support. Good luck in game week 30. Adios, amigos. One for each other and all for one. The three brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and everyone, a brave amigo.